ramble about this one. I'll include this in our next episode. This is very quick. Definition of a loser. Can you say that, Luke? His definition of a loser? My characterization yes. of a loser is someone who, after making a mistake, doesn't introspect, doesn't exploit it, feels embarrassed and defensive rather than enriched with a new piece of information and tries to explain why he made the mistake rather than moving on. And he further, furthermore, he just kind of says, and this is Taleb, of course, they make out that there's some kind of victim, part of a larger plot, their boss, the weather, some sort of external force. To be honest, this idea is very simple. I, I, I wanted to put this in the podcast because I think I actually need to remember this more than anything else. Oh, I think we all do. Really it's very easy to... The default position when something bad happens is to look at, to an external Isn't source. Isn't that funny though? It's the combination of looking to the external source plus also kind of roasting ourselves. Isn't that funny? Isn't it funny that it's not yeah. one or the other, but it's both? It's, it's kind of like we double sabotage. Yeah, you really have to fight against it and sort of analyze Fight against the it or retrain the thinking or take a different posture. Like... It's For me, it's easy when I'm in the right mindset before something happens. I think I normally get stuck when I have a really locked-in expectation, which is super hard to avoid. So I haven't figured this out. But the, the expectation is kind of like having your feet planted and then getting hit by a tackle, if that makes sense. That's, that's when you're going to break your ankle. But when you stay light, when you're mm. not attached to what you're doing. For example, Luke, if you have a brand new idea, and you call me and 10 other friends and say, this is this idea I just had. Like, is there something to it? And we can say, maybe not that way, but if you did X or Y. But if you've been sitting in this idea for you know months and you've been working at it and you've been thinking about, this is going to be big, this is what's going to actually be my legacy, you're much more scared to get feedback. And that's mm. where I think this is the idea of kind of being planted and the concept of strong ideas loosely held and being a psychological nomad. These are all past episode concepts. I think that's, I think that's a big, so don't be a loser. And I'll spring right into the next one. Semi-related, but they're both short, so we can put them in one episode. Don't expect plaudits for bringing the truth. So this also comes from anti-fragile. So he mentions the story. This is pretty crazy. The story of a guy, I'm going to try and say this, Ignaz Semmelweis, who was an Austro-Hungarian doctor. And I think Taleb kind of rightly paints him as a true hero. This guy, uh, I think he was around, I think it was the 18th or 19th, I think it was the 19th century perhaps. And he noticed that there was such a high mortality rate amongst women who had given birth or were in hospital. So he realized that actually, he figured out that they needed to introduce hand washing to actually save their lives because they're actually all getting getting infected from the doctors and funnily enough he was laughed at and ridiculed by the medical association at the time actually eventually had like some sort of breakdown and was put in an asylum and i think eventually died of an infection eventually got some sort of gangrenous infection maybe after being beaten it said and died and was only adopted hand washing was only adopted like years later and ended up saving like a lot of lives and my takeaway from this, like the Samuel story, to me is all about leadership. And Taleb puts a really big emphasis on ethics, which I don't see in that many thinkers. Uh, but he has a very strong sense of ethics. And I don't know, to me, this story just prompts, when you think about this guy, 
and his persistence, like trying to do the right thing, it just kind of transcends a lot of the bullshit success markers we have. Like status, awards, approval from one's peers. Like this guy was able to kind of put all that aside to fight was fight for what was actually like right. And but th- those are most of the things that people are grappling over. Right? And it's always interesting to think about what's what's worth more than the things we're normally worried about. Like choose the right headaches in a way. Like think, choose things that matter. Because I think we don't hold people in our education system. I think, I don't know, Luke, I don't think we hold people to that standard, to be honest. I don't think we treat them as if they're people who can go and affect like real breakthroughs and, and be real leaders. I don't think there's a lot of talk of leadership in education, so like institutions, like more so for me, high school than anything after. But I don't, I'd argue there's not a lot of cultivation of it. But I think you can clearly see with a story like that, incredibly high value to society when people take on that that mantle but it's it's not really part of the narrative and i think it comes from a lack of uh, respect and appreciation of what everyday people are actually capable of to be honest like it's not an intellectual ability at all so it's it's not it's very yeah that's what i was thinking it's very intrinsic ethics is like a it's hard to it's hard to define, but when you when you violate something that's when you do something that's unethical, you you certainly get the feedback from your conscience, <laughs> or at least I do. But in certain situations, it it's very dependent on the on the environment. For example, you can a lot of things are justified based on your environment. You you can easily you can easily say I did yeah. this because of this and depending on the severity or the group of people you're around, it's like oh, okay, well that makes sense. But deep down, you know that it's not right, and it's a feel it's a feeling for me at it least more feeling. than anything. I can it's very it's very hard to rationalize or or sort of put words to violating some your your own sort of internal it's, et- it's, ethical. That's compass. very well said. It is not easy. Anyone, I don't pretend to be remarkable at it. I do attempt. I do really try. It's particularly hard when people you have a great deal of affinity with do something or give a subtle cue for you to like behave differently than your ethical compass is indicating. Uh, I'm trying to think of any specific example I've been in. But I think, for, for example pressuring people to do certain things that they just don't believe in, you know, or, or pressuring people to go along with you. I've, you know, I've had the pressure to drink when I'm, you know, not drinking and stuff like that. I mean, uh, but that's not even ethical. I think for me, one is probably, you know, my experiences in the nonprofit world it made me like very cautious about things we donate to and stuff like that. That's probably a real example because I think sometimes the things we put money towards trying to do good actually do harm but my experiences have given me a particular insight on that so other people like don't necessarily think of it that way and so sometimes i think if someone's fundraising for something and asks for money it's like are you indulging that is that unethical do you you know do, do you like put a market down do you make a big deal out of something like every day i think human beings are like almost forced to contradict themselves <laughs> it's not easy yeah it's not black and white at all 
Yeah, a big one I can think of is white oh, lies, for example. Good example. At what point? At what point is a lie? Even how small it is, it always what I've found is at least it always comes back to bite you, in one way or another. Or exaggeration yeah. <laughs> when you know, like exaggeration is a big one. Obviously, <laughs> obviously being in in sales or that 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 comes back to bite you very very quickly. Or just not doing something that's in the other person's mm. best interest, and they might not even they might not even be aware of it, or no one else will be aware of it, no one else will care about it, but you know. Deep yeah, down. I think, I think they're good. I think about the environment too. Like I've just never really looked much into environmental stuff, but I know it's so big as well. Like I definitely have all these other causes mm. I'm definitely like locked horns with. And sometimes the narrative I tell myself is, well, you don't need to worry about these other things because you're, you're doing your bit here. And th- there's some merit to that, but yeah. also it's probably not good enough as well. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me with oh, politics, politics and stuff. <laughs> Just being being ignorant because my excuse is I can't control it, <laughs> no. and there's no I'm there's very, no I'm point. There's no point even disrespect to any politicians, but actually, I've consciously looked at that and think. It's that's just beyond that's What's beyond the payoff? That's beyond salvaging. The... It's it's normally a conversation of the lesser <laughs> between two evils, to be honest. <laughs> yeah it's like but my in my case like well you probably shouldn't be completely <laughs> ignorant <laughs> well, note, which note is a to fair the point. listeners luke and joe on a continual uh, exploration of our ethics that's that's a dig at myself oh, joe yeah, sure. <laughs> me, me too, i don't me know too. about your I'm not much uh, if i'm better at all it's not by much i can assure you of that we can let's let's just move on <laughs> <laughs> That was meant to be the <laughs> yeah. short episode, yeah. 